The Lord be with you. Hello everyone, my name is Joe and I'm the curate in the Town Centre Hub and today we're going to be reflecting on uh, a chapter from Two Kings and we're going to be thinking about King Alfred the Great. And so if you have a Bible with you then, uh, why don't you find Two Kings chapter 21 and we're going to read from verses 1 to 18 but it should also be on the webpage for you there too. Manasseh reigns over Judah. Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign. He reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hephzibah. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, following the abominable practices of the nations that the Lord drove out before the people of Israel. For he built the high places that his father Hezekiah had destroyed. He erected altars for Baal. He made a sacred pole, as King Ahab of Israel had done. He worshipped all the host of heaven and served them. He built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, In Jerusalem I will put my name. He built altars for all the host of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. He made his son pass through fire. He practiced soothsaying and augury, and dealt with mediums and with wizards. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger. The carved image of Asherah that he had made, he set in the house of which the Lord said to David and to his son Solomon, In this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. I will not cause the feet of Israel to wander any more out of the land that I gave to their ancestors. If only they will be careful to do all that is according to what I have commanded them, and according to all the law that my servant Moses commanded them. But they did not listen. Manasseh misled them to do more evil than the nations had done, that the Lord destroyed before the people of Israel. The Lord said by his servants, the prophets, Because King Manasseh of Judah has committed these abominations, has done these things more wicked than all the Amorites did who were before him, and has caused Judah also to sin with his idols. Therefore thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I am bringing upon Jerusalem and Judah such evil that the ears of everyone who hears of it will tingle. I will stretch over Jerusalem the measuring line for Samaria and the plummet for the house of Ahab. I will wipe Jerusalem as one wipes a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. I will cast off the remnants of my heritage and give them into the hands of their enemies. They shall become a prey and a spoil to all their enemies, because they have done what is evil in my sight and have provoked me to anger since the day their ancestors came out of Egypt, even to this day. Moreover, Manasseh shed very much innocent blood until he had filled Jerusalem from one end to another besides the sin that he caused Judah to sin, so that they did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Now the rest of the acts of Manasseh, all that he did and the sin that he committed, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? Manasseh slept with his ancestors and was buried in the garden of his house, in the garden of Uzzah, his son Amon, succeeded him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
that reading from 2 Kings chapter 21 today makes for grim reading, doesn't it? Manasseh was crowned king of Judah at just 12 years old, and that's early high school in today's world. And he is thrust into a position of high authority at a perilously young age. His rule over Judah spanned 55 years, but in the eyes of the Lord, Manasseh did some pretty awful things and made some pretty awful decisions during his reign. Manasseh effectively sold himself and Judah out to, as it says in the reading, the practices of the nations that the Lord drove out before Israel. Under his governance, Manasseh allowed the surrounding nations to influence Judah and Manasseh himself into all kinds of questionable practices, such as meddling with magic and mediums, even making his own son pass through fire in some pagan ritual. Even the Lord's temple, which was envisioned under King David and erected under the wise rule of Solomon, and within which the Lord said, I will put my name forever, was not left untouched by the sickening evil that spread like a virus through the nation. Manasseh did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and the influence of the nations upon the king opened the door to influence the whole of Judah. And this greatly angered the Lord. Contrast Manasseh's reign with that of King Alfred the Great, who the church remembers today, and as he's portrayed in the Last Kingdom series of novels by Bernard Cornwell and the recent popular Netflix series that you may have seen. I haven't seen the latest series, so no spoilers, please. King Alfred was also surrounded by an aggressive and influential people, the Danes, who had occupied the north and east regions of England, whilst Alfred ruled over the south and west kingdoms of Wessex. Alfred is the only English monarch ever to be given the name Great. But his greatness came not just from his wartime victories and successes, but from his peacetime governance too, in fact potentially more so. Alfred was a leader with a vision, to unite the Anglo-Saxon people, to improve military defences and to establish the first English navy. But beyond that, Alfred sought to educate himself, having been raised illiterate and he extended this scholarly desire to learn to the wider kingdom. His spirituality was deeply rooted. It deeply rooted him in a relationship with God. He learnt psalms and daily prayers by heart, which enabled him and the kingdom of Wessex to withstand the winds and the storms of the outside influence and aggression from the pagan Danes. We are all whether in positions of leadership or authority or not, but perhaps more so in positions of leadership, influenced by those around us. Whether it's our friends, our colleagues, our families, our neighbours, or perhaps even those we follow on social media, sometimes we are easily drawn into other people's opinions and ways of thinking and doing things. Now this isn't always bad of course, often it can be a gateway to grow ourselves, but sometimes it can lead us in the opposite direction, as we saw with King Manasseh of Judah. What strikes me about King Alfred is his humility as a leader and his loyalty to God in the face of challenge. 
He sought not to control and dominate, but to enable and encourage and unify, seeking the will of God first and foremost. And we can all learn from this, and certainly not just leaders. Do we nurture our faith through devotion to God? And do we humbly seek to be led by him in the decisions that we make? Or do we seek power and control? Are we perhaps too easily influenced by the decisions that we see and hear being made around us? As King Alfred built up the defences of Wessex against an aggressive enemy, so does our devotion in prayer and the reading of the scriptures and fellowship with other Christians enable us to build up our defences against those things that might lead us away from the will of God for our lives. No doubt the decisions that others make impact us significantly, particularly those in authority. But let us not be led away from our love for God and people that is the foundation of our faith. And let us instead, like King Alfred did, seek the will of God for ourselves, for the communities that we lead, and for our town of Wigan. Let's pray. Lord, as we devote ourselves to you in our prayers and the study of your word, would you meet us, encourage us and build us up, so that our faith would be deeply rooted in you, and not swayed by the influences around us. And the collect for today. God, our Maker and Redeemer, we pray you of your great mercy and by the power of your holy cross to guide us by your will and to shield us from our foes, that after the example of your servant Alfred, we may inwardly love you above all things. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening today. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will speak to you again soon. Take care. God bless.